Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, I'm always excited for these episodes, but I'm particularly excited for this one because we are one day away from going on tour. So as of tomorrow, I'm going to be heading up north to start what is our biggest tour yet. 16 stops, sorry, 10 stops in 16 days. Jeez, you can tell I've lost my mind organizing this. 10 cities in 16 days along the east coast of Australia before flying out to Dallas, Texas to do our first international talk as well. And naturally, I've started getting questions from people. People have started asking how I'm feeling leading up to those massive tours, how I feel about going away for so long, how I feel about organizing something like that, how I feel about speaking in front of that many people. And so this week's episode is going to dive into that. It's going to dive into the value of taking action before you think you're ready. It's going to dive into the value of committing and following through even when things aren't perfect and learning how to take action despite feeling that fear that comes up, that anxiety, because when you take action, you learn from it and you refine it. So I'm going to go deep into how that's played out for me, not only in relation to these tours, but across my life as well. And there's a few really key stories I'm going to share that I haven't actually shared with many people before that looking back, I can see really shaped my life and my sense of why it's so valuable to take action instead of getting stuck in overthinking. So if you are someone who tends to procrastinate, if you are a bit of a perfectionist and you find yourself getting stuck in that space, this is the episode for you. So with all that said, let's jump straight into it. So as I mentioned today, we're going to take a bit of a journey together. You know, I'm going to start years ago, years in my past. We're actually going to start by looking ahead at these massive tours that we have coming up, these huge opportunities that have been driven over the last couple of months. We're going to go back to when I was 14 years old. And when I was 14, the one thing I wanted to do with my life, the thing I was most passionate about was I wanted to play professional competitive basketball. But I didn't make the team. I didn't make the representative team. And luckily for me, I came across my first mentor. There's an amazing man by the name of Michael Newham, and he actually coached the second reserves representative team. And he said to me, tell you what, Declan, you're not going to get to play a game. You're not going to get to play on the team, but I'm going to let you come and train with the team twice a week. And now if you've ever played sport, you're probably thinking that is the shittest deal in the world. Like you've got to go do the hard training, do the hard yards. And this guy was a taskmaster and you don't even get the glory of playing. Like you're never going to shoot a hoop in an actual game situation. But I took the offer and I started training with them twice a week. I got to know the team. I got to know the players. And coincidence would have it that about six games into the season, I, I went to every single game, by the way. Every game, I was on the bench the whole time. And I went to the game expecting the same as everything else. I was in a uniform. I was on the bench. I wasn't expecting to be on the court because I never really did. And then one of the players injured themselves. And Mick, Michael Newell, my coach at the time, turned to me and said, you're up. Go. And I didn't feel remotely ready. I didn't feel like I deserved a spot on that court, but I went anyway and I took action and call it fate, call it destiny, call it whatever it was meant to be. 
I played some of the best basketball of my life that day. And as a result, I made it onto the team. And I made it the next year as well. And for three years, I got to play for this amazing team. And then the third year, I was scouted by the Hunter Academy of Sport. And I'll never forget the day that I got picked to go on that team. There are about 100, 120 basketball players from around the area there. And so by this stage, I'm about 16 years old. Um, you know, I've just come into that really awkward stage of, of adolescence, pimples all over the face, wearing braces mid-game. I've got the long, greasy hair. Um, I was basically a baby giraffe on rollerblades. And somehow, again, call it divine invention, I don't know what it was, but they were showing us this particular technique. You had to go under the hoop, loop back around under a, behind a player, and then do a reverse layup, which is where you sort of shoot it backwards over your head and away, roll it off the backboard, and it drops in. And none of the players were getting it. And I think, looking back, they gave us that skill just to see who would try it, not expecting anyone to actually get it. And by complete coincidence, I, to this day, I've never really perfected that technique, but I sunk it. And so they gave me the ball and said, do it again. And I did it a second time and I got it in. And so before I knew it, again, I was drafted onto this team, most of which these guys were one to two years older than me. Some of these guys have gone through to play youth league basketball now. Some of them were really even starting to push towards going professional. And at the time, again, I did not feel like I belonged on that team. Now, here's the point of difference, though. The first time I still took action despite my insecurities. I still took action despite the fear. I got on the court and tried. This time, the more I trained with this team, the more I got stuck in my own head. The more I started to doubt myself. The more I started to criticize myself, saying that my training wasn't perfect enough, my skills weren't perfect enough, I wasn't worth being on the team. And so towards the end of that season, again, I was on the bench for most of the season. I got very little court time with this team. But towards the end of the season, we had the opportunity to go play at the Australian Institute of Sport in Canberra to play a weekend of games. And again, there'd be scouts there looking for the next step. And for three years, I'd been playing basketball. And again, my dream was to still do something with it. And I'll never forget the day before going to Canberra to the AIS to play this weekend. I messaged the team, the manager, the head coach, and I said I wasn't going because I was sick. And so I never got to go play at the AIS. And truth is, I wasn't physically sick like I made my coach believe. I was so anxious and terrified that me being on that court would let down everyone, would let down Mick and the risk he took in me two to three years earlier, would let down me, would let down my parents and the amount of time my mom drove me to training, would let down the other players on the team. I genuinely thought someone else deserved to be on that court more than I did. So I didn't go. And ever since, part of me's looked back with a sense of, what if I'd gone? What if I tried? What if I just gave it a go? Worst case scenario is I wouldn't have played that well. Best case scenario, what if I did play well? Coincidentally make it to the next stage like what happened every other time. I think those two experiences trained in me from a very early age that even when you're terrified, even when you're doubting yourself, even when you're anxious, even when it doesn't feel perfect or quiet, right, or the timing's not there yet, fucking do it. Just get in there and go because you know what? I can tell you out of every game I played, we either won or we learned something. And that was trained into us from a very young age. We win or we learn. There is no losing. And looking back, I can see how that shaped my career and what we've done with BU and the impact we've made. 
And a lot of people say we're very lucky to be where we are in two years of business. Luck has nothing to do with it. We've just tried a lot of things that have fucking failed and we learned from it and kept going. People say now it's amazing you're going on this 10 city tour in 16 days. You didn't see all the times we launched a workshop and no one showed up. And every single time we go, am I a bit afraid of it? So remember, this is the golden like standard, the green light in taking action in life for me is do I feel equally scared and excited by this? When it came time to plan our first ever tour in January this year, only six months ago, we went to five cities. And when we're planning it, I went, where are we going to go? Now, the safe bet and the smart bet would be to do like five suburbs around our local area. And we knew people were going to come. But we didn't want to play it safe. We went, what really excites us? Let's go Sydney. Let's go Melbourne. Let's go Newcastle, Central Coast. Let's do these big stops where no one's ever heard of us. And we'll just figure it out. Now, let me promise you. Again, people are like, wow, that tour went so well. Like you had, you know, 30, 40 people at Newcastle and all these people joined the movement and, you know, got all these new members and it's been amazing. You got to bring on new coaches. They didn't see when we showed up to Melbourne and there was an empty room. They didn't see the stress and anxiety of watching the ticket sales not come in for most of the tour. But we kept going. And we kept learning. And then again, you could look at that and go, okay, they bit off more than they could chew. Next time, maybe stick to the five cities, but do it well. And we went, no, fuck that. We're going to double it. Let's go 10 cities in 16 days. Why not? And again, this tour, we've been terrified 90% of the time leading up to it. Someone asked me today, how are you feeling? I went, you know what? I leave tomorrow. And at this point, I think I'm maybe going to be speaking in front of three people at each stop on the north part of the tour. So Brisbane, Coffs Harbour, Gold Coast, um, and Byron Bay. But I'll be damned if those three people aren't going to have the best damn experience of their life. I'll be damned if I'm not going to make the biggest impact in those three people at each event's life. And we might get more, but you know what? That's not the point. It's about making an impact. It's about learning. And so for me, it's again going, really, are we big enough as a company, as a movement to warrant doing a 10-city tour? Hell no. Does my gut instinct say, let's go for it? Yeah, let's give it a go. And then the same thing happened with the US tour. One of our members is based in Dallas and he said to us on a very offhand remark, Hey, would you, what would it take to come to a tour in the US? And I said, well, it wouldn't take much. You just choose some dates and I'll be there. And uh, so off we went and we've booked everything in. And again, I don't know if that's going to be a success or a commercial, what you might call failure, but I do know that we're either going to make a huge impact or damn well going to learn from it and make an even bigger impact next time. Every single major moment of my life, looking back, every great decision I ever made came with an element of risk came with an element of being scrappy and unrefined and it came with an element of, to be honest, just fucking up and learning from it. Being in a relationship is much the same. You know, I got married to a guy I started dating when I was first year university. They were like, oh, you're so lucky to have found the one early. I don't think, I don't think there's a one. I think what happens is you find someone you really connect with and resonate with and you really fall in love with learning more about each other and growing together. But that comes with its own fuck-ups and failures and mistakes as well. And it comes from learning from them and taking action before you think you're ready. Logically, and by all smart moves, was it the right thing to do by like by normal human standards and by society standards to propose when I was 21 years old? Probably not. But I'll tell you what, we're having a damn good marriage and a damn great life now. And I didn't... At the time when I bought the ring, I remember thinking my game plan wasn't to propose until I was 23, 24. And I remember having a moment at the time where I went, if I know I'm going to be married to this girl for my life, 
I'm not going to look back 50, 60 years from now and go, oh no, we've had an extra two, three years in the tank. If anything, I'm going to look back and go, if you knew it, why didn't you go early, buddy? Why didn't you take action? Why didn't you pull the trigger? And what I see now is in relationships, in their career, in sport, in just day-to-day life, so many people are held back by waiting for the timing to be right or waiting to have the perfect plan. Let me promise you one thing about the perfect plan. The perfect plan quickly becomes not perfect the second it's taken into the real world. There's a great saying in the military that says, all plans go out the window the moment you're shot at. And I think it's so accurate in real life as well. I was talking to someone the other day and they said they're writing a business plan for their business. And I laughed a little bit and, and they were like, are you laughing at me? I'm like, no, I'm laughing at myself because we never wrote a business plan and yet here we are. I think business plans and really a lot of plans in any area of life are a way to trick ourselves into thinking we're, t- we're actually moving forward. But you don't start moving forward until you take action. You can write the best plans in the world until you do something with them. They are not worth anything. And the danger of writing plans as well, you know, be it planning out a business, be it planning out the perfect engagement, be it planning out your sport plan, your personal development plan, your health plan, be it planning out your career progression, whatever plans you're writing for yourself right now, the danger of getting too stuck in plans is A, you don't take action and that's where you're going to learn the most and get the most outcome. B, you give yourself a false sense of security that you've got it all together. Yeah, this is perfect. I've got this amazing plan. This is exactly how life is going to go until it doesn't. And the moment it doesn't, I've noticed the people who have the perfect plans, the ones who get rattled the most when shit doesn't go according to that perfect plan. Whereas if you have a bit, when you have an idea, I'm not saying don't have a clear vision. I'm not saying don't have a clear goal. It's important to have that clear vision and the why. That is what has allowed me and driven me to take action on things that are risky and to take action on things that don't make sense logically, like going on a 10 city tour in 16 days and then going to the US for a month. What's driven me to take those risks is in the bigger plan, in the bigger scheme of things, in the bigger picture, the big vision, which is to make a positive impact to a trillion lives, starting with self, does going on tour to 10 cities in 16 days help us make an impact? You're damn right it does. Does going overseas help us make an impact? You're damn right it does. So I'm not saying don't have a vision for your life. In fact, definitely have a vision for your life. But the actual how-to of getting there, the actual steps along the way, you cannot possibly know that in advance. Looking back now, I love the, I love the Steve Jobs saying, uh, we can only connect the dots of life looking forward. We can't connect it looking backwards. Because looking, so we can, other way around, we can't connect the dots of life looking forward. We can only connect them looking backwards. And so often we get stuck in, well, this is the plan going forward. Whereas when I look backwards now, if I had have showed up to that game and that weekend tournament at the Australian Institute of Sport when I was 16, Yeah, maybe things would have gone well. But let me promise you one thing. By not going, I actually ended up quitting basketball after that because I was so ashamed of the decision I'd made. When I quit basketball, I started stacking on a lot of weight. And I struggled a lot more with my self-esteem and self-confidence and well-being. And what ended up happening through that journey and process is by hitting for me, rock bottom physically, mentally, and emotionally, like really struggling across all three areas of well-being, I got to a point where I went, you know what? I need help. I need a coach. I need a mentor. And it's what led me to meet Seb. I look back now and I can't help but think that was exactly what was meant to happen in order to get me to where I am today. 
and to learn these lessons, these valuable life skills, of taking action, even when things aren't perfect, even when it terrifies you. Had I not done that, had I not made that call, I don't, I genuinely don't think I'd be where I am today. I, def, I don't think I'd be talking to you guys today. I think we'd be having this conversation. So again, it's having you with a faith that when you take action, it's only going to be a great outcome. You're either going to learn something from it, perhaps immediately. In some cases, it's a very quick life. We'll give you a wake up call. Or perhaps it's like this where it's years down the line. I'm talking like 10 years later. You're looking back and going, ah, it all makes sense now. This is how it was meant to be. But having that that faith and that certainty and that confidence that in some weird way, shape or form, it's going to work out, that's what drives change. So please, 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 if you're listening to this and you've got ideas in your mind, and you've been holding back on taking action on them because then the timing's not perfect or the plan isn't perfect yet or you need to learn more or any other series of excuses that you're using to keep yourself where you are. And let me promise you that. I'm going to call it as they are. They are excuses. And I'm not judging for that. I've been there too, but let's cut the bull crap. Let's stop saying that we're growing if we're just planning. Planning is not growth. Planning is not change. Until you've got skin in the game, until you've taken action, until you've taken some degree of risk, you ain't growing. So if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, man, this is resonating with me. I get it. Like these are the plans. I've been thinking about this way too long. Perhaps you've even been talking about it too long. Pull the trigger. Take action. Do it. Jump. Take the leap of faith. Just take the first couple of steps. Like you don't even have to think 10 steps ahead. That's the best part. Half the time. I'll never forget Liz, who is our amazing head of member engagement at BU. She moved across the damn country to come hang out with us and be part of this community and to be part of this movement. And I've got so much respect for her for that because that is an example of taking action just on gut instinct and feeling like it's right and it's not perfect and there's a ton of risk involved. And she still did it anyway. I love that. That's so impressive to me. I'll never forget, she came over, we're doing a team check-in. So what's a big gratitude or something you've realized or learned in the last month? And Liz pipes up, since moving over here, I've realized that half the time Declan doesn't even fucking know what's going on. And I thought it was the best moment because I think the whole team realized that I don't have perfect plans. The thing that's allowed us to impact lives in the way we have is we keep taking action even if half the time we don't fucking know what's going on. We learn from it. And so to have Liz realize that, that it's not about waiting to have the right plan. It's not about having perfectionism. It's not about getting all your eggs in the basket or all the ducks in the row or all your shit together as all the classic sayings would say. I'm a big advocate of leave the shit around the yard, leave the eggs in the fucking fridge and let the ducks roam wherever they want as long as you're doing something with it. And so for Liz to see that, man, I have no doubt that at some point she's going to look back in her life and go, that moment mattered because it led me to start taking action more. And I can, I can be the first to say that I've seen her doing that. Liz is taking some amazing action, not only in what she does with BU, but in her own business that she's starting as well. And it's amazing because I think two years ago, she she wouldn't have done that. So again, if you're listening to this, that's home for you. If it's resonating with you, if you're like, man, I've been thinking too long. I've been planning too long. I've been talking too long. Identify just the first three steps. You don't have to know 
all of them. I'd highly, I would highly recommend you know two things and two things only. One, what are my first three steps to start towards this? And two, where do I eventually want to end up somehow? You know, for me, I eventually want to end up our organization, our movement, our company has positively impacted one trillion lives through a generational shift, right? It's all going to start with self, but we're going to create this generational shift in how people approach their mental and emotional well-being. And I know we're going to get there someday. I'm not going to be alive to see that day. But I've got very clear outcomes of where I want to see this by the time my time is done. But everything in between, man, I'm making it up as I go. And I'll tell you now, that has not been a bad thing yet. So again, perfectionism is overrated. Overthinking is overrated. There's one thing I've learned over the last few years of my life, and especially that I've learned as a result of organizing and committing to these tours, is that action is the only way forward. So please, After listening to this podcast, do something about it. Whatever that goal is for you, whatever the dream is, whatever the vision is, whatever the impact is, I don't care about scale. I don't care if it's a trillion lives. I don't care if it's one other life. I don't care if it's just to start with yourself. In fact, I think it's one of the most noble things you can do. But whatever it is for you, whether it's a career change, a relationship, whether it's something financially, starting your own business, traveling, going overseas, buying your first house. I don't care what it is, but if there's been a goal that's been floating in the back of your mind and it just keeps coming up, it's coming up for a reason. And I'm here to tell you now that it is time to do something about it. After this podcast, promise me, commit right here and now with me. The second this ends, you are not going to go and start another podcast. You are like, and you're not going to go start watching Netflix. You're not going to go start reading a book. I don't care if your goal is to go start a business. I don't want you to go read a fucking book on starting a business. I want you to announce to Facebook that you're starting a business, right? I want you to do some form of action that's committal because otherwise you can read a thousand books on how to start a business. You still haven't fucking done it. So promise me after this, it's not another podcast. It's not another video. It's not another uh, book. It is nothing more until you have taken at least one action towards that goal. When you've taken that action, yeah, then go and learn some more stuff. Sound like a plan? And as always, I would love if you do want that extra accountability. I love it when people do this. Either message me on Instagram or on Facebook or flick me an email. You know, normally I give the generic company email. I'm going to give you my personal one for this one because I genuinely want to see what people come up with for this. So email Declan, so D-E-C-L-A-N at B-U-Coaching.org. And let me know what's the goal that you're committing to. What's the action you're taking? Because you better believe I'm going to keep you accountable to it. So remember the game plan from here is no more perfection, no more overthinking, no more waiting for the right time. In the eternal words of Nike, just do it. Thank you again for choosing to spend your quality time with me. I really do appreciate it. I think time is our most valuable resource. And the fact that you choose to invest your time into yourself and your own personal development and well-being by listening to this podcast, not only means a lot to me, it means a lot to our whole team. And I know it's helping us spread that ripple effect that will one day positively impact one trillion lives. So I'm incredibly grateful to you for that. Now, as always, if you do want to speed up that process and help us impact a trillion lives a little bit quicker, there's a few ways you can do it. One, whatever you're listening to this on right now, quickly go and give it a five-star review. 
give it a bit of a review and then screenshot that you're listening to it and share with a friend. If you know someone who would really benefit from this episode and this podcast, tell them about it because we cannot positively impact their life until you've made that introduction and that connection. Two, the other thing you can do, make sure you get involved in the conversation. Join the community. We have a free online Facebook group where you can interact with other podcast listeners and other people who value their personal development, their mindset, and their well-being. And we always say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most of your time with. Come jump in that community and be surrounded by a few hundred who are going to help you really grow and develop. And then three, if you really want to take the next steps forward in your mindset, in your well-being, in your personal development, The best way to do that is by booking in your complimentary connection call with one of our coaching team. You can head to the BU Coaching website and check out our coaching page to find out more about our Confidence and Purpose Coaching Program and book in one of those free calls with one of our team to find out if you're the right fit for us and if we're the right fit for you. Now, I'll leave the links for all of those goodies and everything we just spoke about in the show notes. And as always, until the next time we get to connect, the next time we get to talk, make an impact, start with self, and be you.